If we ever, if we were ever tempted to think that Jesus is just a really nice guy, this gospel kind of beat that out of you a little bit. Now, of course, we know that Jesus is God. Jesus, he's just not an ordinary guy walking down the street having ordinary conversations. He knows this woman. He knows what she needs. She knows how, he knows how to get her there. The other thing we got to keep in mind when we listen to this story is the Canaanite woman. Well, for us, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, what's a Canaanite woman? Well, the Jews would have got it. These were, these were pagan people. These were bad people. These are people who would offer false worship to their false gods by sacrificing their children. Yet, not a good situation. Second of all, the woman's daughter has a demon. It's not like you just go to school and, oh, she came back with a demon. Like, no, something happened here and it's probably her responsibility, it's probably her fault. In fact, this had been not uncommon, very plausible, that the daughter had some sort of illness, they called upon their priest, witch doctor, false religion guy, and he came and did some sort of enchantment, which cured the illness and replaced it with a demon. So this is her own doing. And it looks like from first glance that she just wants another quick fix. Ah, she had the illness, now she's got the demon. Well, let me see about this guy. If he can give me a quick fix, we're good and get on with my life. We, we notice what she says. Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. This is actually a direct echo of what we heard in the gospel a few chapters before this. There's two blind men. They see Jesus approaching. They say, have pity on us, son of David. The Greek there is kyrie eleison. Have mercy, Lord. Son of David? Well, that's a Jewish term. That's a, that's a term recognizing that the Messiah is going to come in the line of David, the great king, that this is the new king. Well, what does a Canaanite woman care about him being the son of David? It's almost like she heard that there was this healing done to these blind men because they had said this magic formula. And now I'm going to say the formula too and see if I can get what I want to get. And Jesus just ignores her. He just keeps walking. Now the apostles come up, and I think Jesus is always doing several things. So of course his his main intent here is this woman, her soul, her needs. But he's also trying to teach his disciples something. He's always trying to teach his disciples something. And they have this great opportunity to intercede on behalf of this woman. But notice how they go about this. Lord, can you send her away? Can you just do what she's asking? Because she's driving us bonkers. The word here, she keeps calling out after us. The the word here in the Greek is a little stronger. It's like she's screaming. She's in conniptions. She's in hysterics. Can Can you just do what she wants so she'll leave us alone for crying out loud? But it's really this self focus like, hey, she's bothering us. Can you do us a favor? And and the Lord's Lord's response is, I was only sent to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. I've only been sent to the Jews. Now, this would have been a really good opportunity for the apostles to say, yeah, but Lord, like a week ago, we were over in Gennesaret on the east side of the Sea of Galilee, and you were curing a whole bunch of people over there. They They weren't Jews. 
And furthermore, Lord, what the heck are we doing over here in Tyre and Sidon? This is pagan territory. If you're only gone to the lost sheep, then why are we even here? Why did you do that? Certainly you can do what you did for this woman, what you did for the people in Gennesaret and other places. But they don't do that. They're just kind of scratching their heads. So the Lord continues walking. The woman comes up, falls down in front of him. She's not just just doing the magic formula anymore. Now she's serious. She falls on her knees, gives him homage, adoration. She concedes that you are not just the king of David, not the son of David. I don't know who that is, but you're the king. You're the Lord. You are God. I've heard what you can do. I believe in you. I believe that you can do this. And I'm bowing down in adoration. Now now we're on to something. And this is what the, the Lord desires. He desires true relationship. He wants to know that you have the ordering of the universe correct in your mind. And this woman is starting to show that she does. And you even hear her cry now. It's totally changed. Before, have pity on me, Lord, son of David. She just says, Lord, help me. Can you just help me? You just feel it's just kind of coming from, coming from the heart in a real way. And this may be one of the most surprising replies that Jesus ever gave. Lord, help me. Yeah, it's not right to give to the, to the dogs the food of the children. What? Lord, come on. This, I mean, like, I'm sympathetic to this woman and the Lord just doesn't seem to be swayed at all. But again, he knows. He knows what this woman needs. He's trying to draw that out of her. And if we thought that that answer was surprising, wait till we hear what the woman says. She doesn't say, well, who are you calling the dog? You're the dog. No, no, she just, she says, yes, Lord. But even the dogs, even the dogs. By the way, the word in the Greek is the diminutive form. It's like little dogs or little puppies. And she does this little play on words too because her word for the scraps or the crumbs is actually this. Yes, Lord, but even the little dogs eat the little crumbs that fall from the children's table. And at that, the Lord sees her humility that she's not demanding something. She's not asking for a quick fix. What she's saying is, I'll sit like a well-trained little dog at the table of the master, just waiting for that opportunity, for waiting for that moment when a crumb falls my way. And to this, the Lord says, oh woman, great is your faith. This also, by the way, is an indictment against the apostles who just a, a, a a short time before this, we would have heard it last week in the gospel, but we had a different reading for St. Maximilian Colby's feast. Peter's walking on the water, sinks, get back into the boat, calms the storm, says, oh, you little of faith. Oh, you little of faith, these ones who've been walking with him, who've been seeing all these miracles, who perform miracles themselves, who still do not believe. And this stranger 
this pagan, this worshiper of false gods who's come in such a short amount of time on such a great spiritual distance. Oh, woman, great is your faith. This is actually a paradigm of our whole spiritual journey. Every single one of us has experienced these these moments in our own faith life. Notice from the very beginning, Jesus heads out to the region of Tyre and, and Sidon. It's Jesus who goes first. The spiritual life, it's always Jesus first. I never initiated anything in my entire life when it came to my my spiritual life. It's always the Lord. So the Lord goes out, and then, behold, this Canaanite woman, she goes out, and we go out. I've heard heard of the Lord. I'm going out. He's, He's out there. I'm going to look for him. I'm going to meet him. And then we bring, we bring our prayers to the Lord. And sometimes, if we're honest, like, we're just, you know, we learn prayers. And we're like, oh, if I say in our Father, and maybe if I say some Hail Marys, and maybe this Novena, then the Lord will do what, I'm, what I ask him to do. But the Lord, sometimes he's just radio silence. He says, no, no, I'm, I'm waiting for something. I'm waiting for something. I don't, I don't want to just give you the quick fixes in your life. Like, I'm a, I'm a vending machine. Every time you come to me, I answer a prayer because you said the, the magic formula. But I actually want something more. I actually want you to live in relationship of, of adoration, dependency. And so he waits too for us to show that I'm, I'm in this, Lord. I'm bowing down. I'm on my knees. I'm in the adoration chapel. I'm, I'm calling upon you. I'm asking for mercy. I really mean it. I really want mercy. I know that I need mercy. And sometimes we have things in our spiritual life that's, that's confusing, right? It's not just silence, but the Lord seems to be saying something that just doesn't, doesn't work with you. Things are happening in your life that are, that are dragging you down. And here too, the Lord, the only, way that we, the only way that the Lord can lift us up is if we're truly low. The lowly will be exalted. He lifts us up out of the dust. He stoops down to pick us up. And so it's that true humility he wants to see and he wants to draw it out of us. It said that we can only win, we can only beat the Lord if we lose to him. If we lose to him, then we win. It's one of those great paradoxes of our faith. And he needs to know, we need to know that whatever the Lord and whenever the Lord chooses to answer our prayer, that's okay with us. Let's say, Lord, I don't actually deserve anything. Actually, I deserve nothing. Actually, I've sinned against you. I've deprived myself of your glory. I deserve eternal damnation. That's what I deserve. And I come to you with humility. I come to you with docility. I come to you with adoration, just begging for mercy. And when that's our true disposition, we see what the Lord's response is. Oh, How great is your faith? That's it. That's the spiritual life. That's what I want to draw out of you. And I'm even willing to risk you thinking that I'm a jerk sometimes to get you to that point. That's how much he loves us. Every time we come to mass, we experience a little little bit of this, right? The Lord is coming out to meet us. And so we say, well, I better go out to meet him. I better go to where I know he is. 
As we gather here at church, we start off same way. Kyrie eleison, Christe eleison. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me. Do we mean those words? Or are we just saying them? Is it just kind of the formula? Oh yeah, we, we say that. No, do I mean it? If I mean it, if I really mean it, if I really want the Lord to give me mercy, if I really think I'm somebody who needs mercy, then there's the confessional, right? That's somewhere that I frequent regularly. If I know I need God's mercy. And then we continue to walk with him. We listen to his words. Even when his words are like, ah, I don't understand what you're saying. The lost sheep, the little dogs. What are you saying, Lord? But I stay with him. Say, no, you have something. And even if it's just a little crumb that I received today, I'm, I'm gonna be open to that. Just, just give me a little crumb, Lord. Because I'm not, I'm, I'm, not I'm not a big dog, I'm just a little dog. I'm just a tiny little puppy and I just need little bits of food. But I'm going to stay here. I'm going to bow down in homage. I'm going to show adoration. I'm going to kneel there. I'm going to humble myself. And we literally humble ourselves right before the banquet. Lord, I'm not worthy to receive you. Again, do we mean those words? Do I really mean I'm not, or am I just saying it? She wasn't just saying it. She really meant it. She really meant what she said. And let's really mean what we say. If we really mean that, if we really mean, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Then if we know that we have serious sin in our heart, mortal sin, unconfessed sin, then we don't go and take from the master's table. We go first to confession and then we come and we hear the Lord say, oh, great is your faith. Great is your faith. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the way that you've been perseverant. I'm so proud of the way that you've, you've transformed your, your heart to really mean those prayers that you say. I'm so proud of the way that you've, you've learned to live a life of prayer and adoration. I'm so proud of the way that you've, you've humbled yourself and just allowed yourself to be docile at, the, at my feet. How great is your faith. And then he doesn't give us crumbs, but he gives us everything. He gives us the banquet. So let's take great hope from this woman, from her faith, uh, from the, the path of the spiritual life that she points out for us so that we with her can say, Lord, have mercy. And with her can hear him say, how great is your faith.